welcome to The Trials. <laughs> Just kidding. Welcome back to Show Talk, the place where I talk, you talk, and we talk about shows. And today we are going right into The Magicians, episode six, season one, Impractical Applications. And I am so excited to go over this episode for you because I love this episode. I feel like I say that one episode's my favorite, but they're all my favorite, honestly. Um, but we're going to start off with a quick recap, like we always do. What exactly happened in episode five? Episode five, it was the Walters game. We got to see the kids show off their powers and magic capabilities to potential sponsors or mentors that they can have in the future to help help them grow help them see their magical potential for what it is because they're adults and they have to be ready for the adult world and that's a lot of things we got to see in episode five the fact that even though they have all this power and they're growing into the world and into society and they're about to go out and use that magic within it magic can't do everything we find quentin's dad is sick and there's nothing he can do to help him and the only comfort that quentin is able to find after hearing um such a news is to let him know that magic is real and so that they can create some kind of bond together in his dad's final moments and it's a big growth moment for Quentin because he has to understand that although magic has done so much for him it can't do everything and he has to accept that the things magic can do he it's his duty to go out into the world and spread it and show some of its beauty that it can have, even in all the negativity that is the world. So that was a great message to see. Um, Penny is learning astral projection um, with his new mentor, Stanley, and it's not as great as we think it is because uh, he ends up in Fillory, where we see a past traveler student known as Victoria, held up in the Beast Dungeon, and we got confirmation that Fillory was real, ladies and gentlemen, and that was great. And Penny doesn't want to go back, and honestly, same, because if I saw the Beast there, even though I astral projected to protect myself and he still saw me, I would never want to go back because save yourself. But Penny is in a difficult situation now to decide whether to leave this girl that he saw there to protect himself. But it's Penny, and although he has this bad boy personality or bad boy look that he gives out, he is he is a softie. He is a big softie, where he just wants to have friends, have someone that he loves, and protect those that he can. And he feels that he has to protect Victoria, because even after he saw the beast, he still went out to look for ways to save her. And honestly, I wish him luck, because at the moment, he feels kind of down in that he's scared, clearly, but also that's a lot of pressure to put on to him, especially facing someone who the beast has been by his side forever. And that's a huge, like, that's a mind play that I I wouldn't want to have to face on my own. Finally, 
Julia, you know, she's got it rough. Um, did we do prayers for Julia last time? I, I don't remember. I, I've cut off my prayers, obviously, since I'm still mad at her for, what, episode four? It's been two episodes now. I'm still mad at her from everything she's doing. But uh, let's just get out of the way now before we get into her recap. Let's do prayers for Julia. Ready? Moment of silence. Hope you got it out of the way. Um... Because she needs it, clearly. Since last episode, she was practically selling herself for magic. She was selling herself to Pete um, to get her to get her the spells that she and Marina stole. So she's been taking it pretty rough ever since she's been cut off. Especially after Marina went and erased Julia from her boyfriend, who she thought she was going to get married to. Uh, she, Marina apparently did it to protect... James from her but who knows because uh, it's Marina and after this episode I don't trust her as far as I can throw her and I'm letting you know now it's not far so Julia still still has it rough she's still struggling you know and it just keeps getting worse for her and honestly she needs a break she needs help <laughs> and she might actually receive it in the form of an unexpected guest to say so let's just start off right with Julia this episode what happened with her what didn't happen with her you know clearly our prayers were needed um, with everything that went down and her side of the story this episode is a little bit darker than what's happening in break bills so I feel like we should end off on a happy note right a happy note so let's just get right into it uh, Julia is, like we said, always struggling, and what Marina did these past two episodes is really getting to her. She's feeling the effects of this cutoff so much that she's even going back to the people she deemed beneath her, just looking for some kind of support and you know, not to feel alone, and she's not finding it. And I felt bad for her, honestly, because she did deserve mm, should I not say that I don't okay she didn't she did deserve what happened to her because what she did to Q however do I think the way Marina and the rest of the Hedgewitch clan went about it was right no but Julia was burning some pretty dangerous bridges um in the last two episodes so it's to be expected do I feel bad a little bit does she deserve it I'm going to let you guys decide. Um, you guys probably know my feelings for that. Anyway, so she, of course, is looking for revenge because, you know, what better way to get on someone's good side after you've been cut off than to get re revenge? Classic. And her first order of business is getting back all of the spells that her and Marina stole. Yeah, stole. Because she feels that with them having to use... Q, her own friend, she feels that she is entitled to the spells that Marina is now privy to, that a bunch of the Hedgewitches now have access to, and she does not. But she can't do it alone, because Marina is no small witch that she can fry, okay? She has to have help, and that's where we meet a brand new character that is very unexpected and gives us insight to a lot more and I feel like just clears up some of the questions we had maybe two or three episodes ago, which is great for what happens uh, later on in the episode. It clears up a lot more. 
So who is our surprise mysterious character? Her name is Hannah, and she is an older woman who confronts Julia, thinking that they're some kind of kindred spirits. Apparently, Hannah used to be in the Hedge Witches Club with Marina. They used to be pals. And, of course, she got shunted out. She has all of her stars crossed off, and she is cut off from magic as well, just like Julia. And Julia being alone and feeling outcasted, she latches on to Hannah. And it also doesn't help that Hannah has a set of spells that she's gathered on her own. And Julia is thirsty. She's thirsty for some new spells, and Hannah has them. But of course, when they run out, Julia is looking for that magic, that those spells that Marina has, and she's going to do whatever it takes to get them. So that includes creating their own little magic heist. So they have a plan because Marina apparently has all these spells locked up in a filing cabinet somewhere in the facility. And Julia, of course, thinks that she has the perfect spell that'll be able to receive it. Such as, like, would she describe it as getting an invisible fishing hook into a building and reeling it out without anyone knowing? But they need an insider, someone that can actually place the hook inside of the building without Marina knowing so that they can just reel it out. And who is that insider, you may ask? It's Katie! throne okay not only has kitty been working for marina and hiding under cover of break bills but she's also hannah's daughter it's a whole story that we didn't even know was coming but it cleared up a bunch of things about why katie was working for marina in the first place especially when it didn't seem like she wanted to Now, apparently, back in the day, before Marina had exiled Hannah, they were close and they worked together. Hannah apparently was into the big heist and she failed one so badly that someone died. And of course, after Marina covered up her mistakes, that did not come without a price. And basically, Hannah sold her daughter to Marina. She is under contract for a lifetime while Hannah's just been isolated out of out of the group, Katie is just in shackles. Now, how could you do that to your own daughter? Yeah, I was asking the same questions. But Katie and Hannah, they are not on good terms. Katie calls her mom Hannah, like by her first name. She refuses to do anything for her or help her out. And she suddenly, although she looks like she denies to help Julia and Hannah out in this heist, she still does it. She still puts the spell inside of the building so that Julia and Hannah can release the fishing hook and grab the filing case. Now, I don't know if that's because she still has feelings for Hannah. I mean, it is her mother. Or if she's really just looking for a way out from Marina's claws. And for a moment there, I really hoped it was going to work because I felt so bad for Katie. And I have invested a lot into her these last five episodes, even though she's only appeared in like three. She's just so cute and she looks so complex. I just know for a fact that there's more to Katie than what meets the eye. It's more than just this bad girl attitude and sad story. She is 
she to me she's like a female ver- version of Penny, you know, like she exudes a character and not her true self. And I think she's just looking for somebody to let that out, looking for people that she can trust in more than just Penny. I think she's looking for a group of friends, a group of like a family, because clearly she doesn't have one that she can trust in. And I really hope that this episode was going to be that moment for her when she was finally free and could turn to the group at Break Bills. But uh, no, the the heist didn't work out. Although they were able to get the filing cabinet, which, you know, I thought we made it. We it, we had it work. It was great. We had it in our own hands. Julia had it within her own little wards in her safe house that she thought could protect her from Marina. But she's too strong. Marina is just too strong because as soon as Hannah opens the filing case, it must have had some kind of negative effect spell on it because Hannah starts bleeding and convulsing and she, she drops dead right on the spot. She's gone. And I, who's going to tell Katie that her mom's dead? Can, can someone let me know? Cause Julia goes running and Hannah's just left there by the empty filing case just gone and i i didn't like marina from the beginning but now i have a whole different look on her the fact that she would actually go out and kill someone kill someone for even trying to get her spells that's a whole different level of crazy and at the same time i'm mad at julia to think that she, just because she dabbled in magic for the last couple days or months that she can just up and take on someone as powerful as Marina even with Hannah's help she was even going to do it without Hannah's help and she almost turned into a niffin herself the girl doesn't even know the side effects that magic has if you overuse it if you try to push too hard she doesn't even know Hannah saved her life and because of it she lost her own now, she may not have been the best person or the best mom, but she didn't deserve that. I don't know how we're going to go on from there or how Julia's going to go on from there because she literally saw someone die in front of her her, her eyes. And honestly, it was kind of her fault. Just kind of for her fault. I'm throwing it out there. And who knows how that's going to change her now. If she's going to still go in with that cocky attitude, um, try to go off against Marina. If she's going to, you know, back up from magic a little bit. Understand that there are casualties that come from it and learn from that. But the only way we're going to know that is if we keep watching the episodes and just see how she evolves from this tragedy, honestly, because that's what it is. And that's it. That's kind of what happened in Julia's side of the episode this week. It was pretty dark. It was pretty sad. Um, There was a bunch of highs. There was a bunch of lows. For anyone who's throwing up prayers for Julia this episode, I hope you're throwing up prayers for Hannah too because R.I.P. Hannah. But on a brighter note, the Break Bell kids finally had a break this episode, well, at least a little bit. Um, and I'm so happy for them. There was a lot of bonding. There was a little bit of love. So let's go into that and try to end on a happy ending. I mean, there was a little bit of a struggle towards the end. But, you know, 
if we've gotten this far, we can we can go farther, right? <laughs> so poor Q, of course, is still struggling. You know, his dad is still diagnosed with brain cancer, and he finds out that uh, Fillory is not so great. So he's still in the mindset of his childhood is basically destroyed. That's what he used as his comfort. That's what he used as his his crutch in the real world was Fillory. And now finding out that it's not real and that it's a lot darker and sinister than he thought is is, is a, it's a big blow for him. But luckily, uh, there's a lot going on <laughs> that he doesn't actually have time to think about that because this is the trials or at least the senior trials where the seniors are taking over now that the faculty is on a break and they are testing the freshmen seeing what they actually got when it comes to magic if they actually learned anything in the craziness that's been the last couple months so on the first trial we find that they are given a crazy test that they don't know um, if they can solve. And the only person in the room who can solve it is, of course, our girl Alice Quinn, who is back from hiatus. She is here. She is here to stay. And she's also the only genius in the room so far. So Quentin and Penny, who, oh my god, they're bonding. So proud. Decide to cheat together because that's the only way that they know that they're going to solve this potion. It's a potion that is unsolvable and they got to do what they got to do. What have we been saying for the last couple episodes? Desperate times call for desperate measures and that even includes cheating because at this point if they don't pass they could get kicked out of break bills altogether and Quentin has no time for that. So Penny with Quentin's idea decides to astral project over Alice's exam to see how to get the potion done. And of course, they pass, but also the seniors know that they cheated too, because that's the entire point of this trial is to cheat. It's to see what you've got. What lengths are you going to go to to succeed? And I'm so here for some of the messages that this show be giving about life and magic in general because it's so true. What lengths will you take to succeed? I mean, if it's not hurting anyone, go big or go home. And thank God they did because the one dude in their group that did it, poof, gone with the wind. Like weaning out the weak, as Elliot said. Uh, we can't let that happen to our boys. We've invested too much time, too much love, too much effort into them as it is. And with their success, on to the next trials, which is not as easy as we're th we think it's going to be with how hard the first one was. It's, it's more about bonding. It's about communicating because each one of them, Katie, Alice, Q, Penny, are given a specific tool. And with that tool, they're supposed to bring back to Margot and Elliot, their seniors in command, specific items, such as a tree that Alice is assigned to and all she has is rope. Quentin is assigned to getting a fish from a lake and all he has is a bow and arrow. Penny is has to get a horse and all he has is a net and poor Katie stressed out of her own dang mind 
is running around with like a saw trying to chase down some bird. Why? I have no idea. But when they come together and realize that all the items they need, the other person has, they realize that the whole message of this trial is speaking with one another, realizing that you are better in numbers. Magic can't happen on its own. You have higher power and stronger power. When you are with other people and you are communicating um, with the people that you're working with. And now that they have that down and they finally can work together and you see the bond between them growing steadily with every trial that they do, they make it to the last trial, which is basically a truth uh, trial where they team up Penny with Katie, Alice with Quentin, and they just really let go of their fears and own up to some of the truths that they wouldn't actually let their partner know on normal circumstances. And some of the things that come out are pretty surprising depending on who you're hearing it from. Q realizes that he's always been running, running from life with his obsession with Fillory, running from break bills when he realizes that maybe he's not strong enough or smart enough to be there and he's tired honestly. He unlike some of the other characters like Penny or Katie who purposely put off this persona into the world, Quintin's is a lot more subtle and he's tired of it. He's ready to be who he is accepting what he has and the position that he's in. Alice admits that she's a lot stronger than the way people think she is. She has been lying for who knows how long about the powers and strengths that she has in hopes to be normal because she already has been ridiculed and mocked by her peers for just the strengths that she has on her own. So what would they say if she was a lot more powerful than any of them. Would they ridicule her more? Would they shun her more? And honestly, that would not be good for her mental health. (sighs) The path that she's already taken, I worry. And hopefully her confiding in Q about this now gives her the ability to just, you know, be herself even more. Penny admits that he is in love with Katie. Now, this is a big big moment because Penny, like I said, has been hiding who he is. But of course, he's a big softy. He just wants to be loved. He just wants to feel loved. So him admitting that he's in love with Katie is a big moment. And he even admits that he's scared to let her know. And if you were looking for a happy ending, You've come to the wrong point in the show because Katie admits that she's been lying the entire time. She's been lying about who she is, why she's with Penny, what she's done so far in break bills. And it it's the truth because the spell works and he knows it. He knows that she's been lying now. But I feel so bad because it's not Katie's fault. She's literally put herself... Well, she hasn't put herself. She's been put in a position that she can't really run from. And it honestly just stinks because now she might lose the one person who has been in her corner since they've gotten to break bills. 
And that's not fair because right now Katie's alone. Her mom is gone. She may not know it, but she's gone. And she's basically held captive by Marina. And that's that's bad within itself. So to have to tell the truth, to finally be able to tell the truth and be vulnerable and lose everyone that's in your corner, my heart breaks for her. Honestly, I wish her well in the next coming episodes. And I hope she's able to fix what happens between her and Penny because clearly this relationship is about to break up before it's even really started. I was having such a good time watching this episode too that it just broke my heart that it went from like one bad thing to like a happy high to like a serious low low at the end just because I was so happy for them. They were finally bonding. They were all getting along. You know, they finally had a break after everything that happened with the beast, with finding out that Fillory was real. And now, just man now they're turned into birds <laughs> yeah birds because after they told the truth they turn into some kind of geese i think and end up flying away but that doesn't hide the fact that all this truth just came out which might i don't know for alice and quinn it might actually make their relationship stronger but for katie and penny it's gonna be downhill from here and i wonder how that's gonna that's gonna go from here on out but what did you guys think of this episode? Did you like it? Did you hate it? Was it interesting? I liked it, honestly. I liked that we learned a new character on Julia's side. I liked that we got to know a little bit more about Kitty, because apparently she's only a guest star, which hurts me because I love her so much and I want her to be like, what do you call that? A finalist on the show? A star character? A main character? I want her to be a main character on the show because I love her so much and she already has a backstory. We can expand on that. Of course we can. Um, she has ties within the group. <laughs> but anyway, I liked her so much. I liked that we got to see her story a little bit more. Uh, I liked that we got to see the group bond and have a fun for a chance. And I hope we get to see that a little bit more before we have to jump right back into the quest and everything that goes on with keeping themselves alive for the next season. So, you know, here's to hoping they have a little bit more downtime, a little bit more time to discover who they are as people and what their relationships mean together. Well, we won't know exactly if that's going to happen until the next episode. So I hope you guys join me on the next show talk so we can discuss what happens in episode seven, see what goes down, if it's good, if it's bad, if Julia needs even more prayers. But like I always say, if you like me, if you like this episode, share it with your friends, share it with your family, talk to me on Twitter with the hashtag show talk podcast. I will be looking through that regularly because I just want to talk to you guys and I just want to, you know, be at my nerd self with all of you guys with the magicians and all the other shows that I will be posting on here for you. So make sure you are up to date with my website, showtalk.blog. If you guys have any questions, you can email me there. Or if you just want to know where we're streaming on Podbeam, Spotify, iTunes, Show Talk Podcast, and I will see you then. But like always, keep talking.